welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up guys? Thanks for joining me for a new video. As you can see, it's beautiful outside. Make sure you get outside at least a few times a day. Get some vitamin D from the sun. Make you feel better, look better, improve your health, etc. I'm sure you guys already knew that, but hey, sometimes it's good to get a reminder. I got my sunglasses on from uh, Mexico for my vacation two weeks ago. Thought I was gonna get some cheap sunglasses in Mexico, <laughs> and I don't know if I got the special tourist price or what, but I ended up having to pay like a hundred and some bucks for these, but I'm not gonna lie, I really like them, so. I don't think I look good in very many sunglasses, and after about 15 minutes of trying them on, I ended up with this pair. Anyways, back to the reason you're watching this video. So what I wanted to talk to you about in this video is inspired by my one-on-one -on -one call earlier, where I talked to somebody that is a professional artist, not a digital artist, but creating like real physical art. And they have been uh, dipping their toes into print on demand, trying to find ways to monetize their artistic ability and uh, convert some of their like real life art into like digital prints and digital art and then sell it as, you know, basically make as much money as they can through print on demand. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about their story and I'm gonna tell you my reaction and kind of my advice. Cause I'm sure if that person was thinking it, then there's gotta be somebody else out there that may be having similar questions. So in short, this person is successful. I mean, it's their full-time job to be an artist, but obviously it's like, what do I always say? It's like, if you get a skill and then like squeeze it for as much money as you can. There's nothing wrong with that. Like when I was a web developer, it was like work nine to five, teach it and do a freelance business, right? One, two, three. And I mean, I probably missed something along the way, but um, you know, if you're an artist, hey, why not teach it, work, work your job and you know, sell print on demand or do some freelancing, whatever. Uh, in this case, print on demand is great because obviously it's passive and it can be scaled. On the flip side of that, like you're, you know, if you're an artist, how much time are you really spending at the computer all day um, working on your print on demand business when you've got to actually be going and creating the physical art that you sell, so I get it. Uh, but he was actually doing really well on his own. His Etsy shop had over 600 sales. And I mean, when I say this guy was a good artist, I'm telling you, he was a good artist. Like, I'm not just saying that. Like, his, uh, a lot of what he translated his real world art into were not the traditional products that you would expect, like t-shirts and uh, coffee mugs. But I don't know, when I was looking, he had a lot of, I guess you would expect like the wall prints, but also phone cases. I mean, when I was scrolling through his Etsy shop, I stopped and I was like, man, these phone cases look really good. So that was kind of interesting because I don't try to sell too many phone cases. My personal approach to print on demand, it does not involve a lot of original creations of graphics. Like I've been transparent about this. For me, I like to keep things simple. Oftentimes I get like a pre-made graphic that somebody who's a better graphic designer than I, create, than I am created and then I just add some text. And the text is based on the niche research that I did. So I go and I check what buyers are buying and I just kind of enter that niche by finding a graphic that fits the niche and then adding the text in, you know, in a way that I think looks good. Now, if you are a good artist, and whether this means digitally or physically, and you want to sell your art, meaning you're taking a little bit of a different path than I typically take, I typically start with the niche research and then go and find the graphics for that niche. Whereas this a little bit on the flip side where it's taking art that already exists and trying to mold it into digital, you know, print on demand niches. So it's this, you know, we're not starting out with a blank slate, we're starting out with art, but the same rules apply. Go do your niche research. Go to a website like Amazon where you can, you can project within, you know, reason 
um, how well something is selling, and then you at least know, okay, this is worth attempting to sell. And kind of one of the things we, we took away from the call was he was selling a lot of like the raw art with no modifications on print on demand products. And there's nothing wrong with that. We know that can work. I mean, it was working, but, and he, he actually asked me himself. So it's not like this was his, uh, my idea. He, he knew, he's like, should I be kind of adding text and tailoring this to certain sub niches? And I was like, yes, exactly. If you do that, you can take one really good art piece and gain so much more exposure. I was gonna say double your exposure, but the reality is you can 10X your exposure, 20X your exposure by entering different sub-niches. Like I was saying, if you have a picture of a, um, we used an example of uh, a certain dog breed, like let's just say chihuahuas, like I love my chihuahuas, right? You can go do niche research on chihuahuas, find a list of sub-niches, and if he has a really good chihuahua graphic, he can just switch the text out either above, below, or both, or you know, vertical on the sides, whatever, it doesn't matter, but add the text and you can enter all these different Chihuahua niches, like world's best Chihuahua dad, um, Chihuahua grandma. Uh, what was the other one we saw? We saw one that was like, I'm not spoiled, I'm just a good boy, <laughs> you know? With the, and you can, you just keep the, the graphic there. And he thought that maybe it was a little bit spammy. And it, the thing is, it's not because you're entering different niches. So unless you're on a website and somebody searches like funny chihuahua design or funny chihuahua shirt and somehow all five or ten of your shirts show up in those search results on page one which is incredibly unlikely but it could possibly happen unless that happens it's not going to look spammy they're only going to see one of your shirts and they're most likely you know you're most likely not getting visibility on really high level generic keywords like funny chihuahua shirt you're most likely getting visibility on specific niches like world's best chihuahua dad that's more likely where you're gonna get a sale because it's probably less competitive than the, the higher level, more generic keywords. So that's worth noting. Talked a little bit about keyword strategy, but we also talked about like, what was his end goal, right? I always like to say like, what, what are you really trying to do? And if it is to make money with print on demand, well, let's optimize for maximum sales, maximum revenue. He wasn't on Amazon at all. And I said, hey man, like you got 600 sales on Etsy, you're doing great, don't quit on Etsy, but you have the highest earning potential on the world's largest e-commerce marketplace, that is Amazon. And I recommended, you know, and I'm not telling him to like quit his day job or anything like that, and I understand there are real world constraints, but I, am, I have the utmost confidence in saying, whatever time you have in a day, if it's only five minutes, you should be on Merch by Amazon. If it's 15 minutes and you can get your Merch by Amazon stuff done in five and have 10 to dedicate to Etsy, do it in that order. Merch by Amazon first, Etsy second. Now, I also, you guys already know, am a fan of also selling on Seller Central because Merch by Amazon, what are they? They have, I think, 14 products right now that you can sell on. And 14's great. I mean, I remember when it was like, what was it, like two products? It was like standard and premium. <laughs> yeah, standard and premium. When I first got on, it was two products. So it's awesome to have additional products to sell on. And when you, again, when you're doing your own artwork, your work may present much better on certain types of products than others. Like he may be able to take some of his designs and crush it on pop sockets and phone cases on Amazon Merch. Time will tell. But um, you know, and if you're watching this video and you're not on Merch by Amazon and you're hesitant to apply because you heard it was hard to get in, that's actually what he, what his story was. Don't hesitate, you can apply, and if you don't get in, you can reapply. You might have to use a different email address, 
but there's no need to put it off. Like one thing I would compel you to do is after this video ends, like the first thing you should do is go to merch.amazon.com, click the apply button. Don't overthink it. I think a lot of whether or not you get in has to do with where you live, honestly, and uh, not what you write or your experience. Um, so that's just my personal thoughts. I've seen a lot of people get in, not get in, etc. Um, but definitely take advantage of Merch by Amazon. You're selling prime eligible print on demand products on the world's largest e-commerce marketplace. It's a no brainer. And you have to scale your account up over time. So you need to get started early. Time is of the essence. And then we, you know what I told him? I was like, honestly, my second biggest priority is not Etsy. It comes before Etsy. It's Seller Central, Amazon Seller Central. Told him about how you can integrate Printful with it, which by the way, if you guys aren't on Printful yet, I'll put a link in the description, highly recommended. Printful is one of the few print-on-demand production partners that has an Amazon integration. And by the way, Printful is free to use. It doesn't charge you monthly or anything like that to use it. So um, I'm a big fan of Printful. I did mention to him that like, if your art, cause this is, you know, it's kind of a weird use case for me. I do all my work digitally and I'm optimizing for t-shirts and I know kind of what t-shirts translates into as far as other products that look good. He's got a lot of like unique real world artwork that then he makes a digital version of. So I mentioned like, you know, Printful is awesome, but, and this is something that you guys, if you're selling a lot of coffee mugs, listen up to this advice real quick. Cause I told him, I don't know exactly what your best product, your best selling product types are gonna be, but if it's something like for instance, coffee mugs, Printful as awesome as they are, like they charge a lot for coffee mugs. And I'm not like gonna tell somebody to kind of like brainlessly push forward with Printful when it's gonna really eat into your margins and make it hard to succeed selling a certain product type. So what I mentioned is, and this is the advice, if you wanna sell something like coffee mugs where Printful is charging like way more than a lot of their competitors, create the product listings on Amazon using the Printful integration because if the alternative to that is doing it manually and that's gonna take way, way, way too long. So use Printful to create the uh, product listings via the integration. When you make a sale, cancel the order in Printful or put a hold on it basically. Don't let Printful fulfill the order if it's a coffee mug, right? We're saying theoretically, like if it's a product type where, uh, you know, it's not, Printful's pricing isn't competitive. Don't let Printful fulfill the order. You can hit cancel, you can hit hold, but don't delete the order. Then manually recreate it in whatever other print on demand production company is best for that product type. So if we're going with coffee mugs, use Custom Cat. Manually create the order, upload your design, have Custom Cat fulfill the order to your customer. Don't forget though, if you do it that way, you have to manually upload tracking. But you can dramatically improve your margins and uh, allowing you to be competitive. So it's just little tricks like that. I know it may seem like kind of crazy to be hearing, but not actually see it in action. But I promise you, it's as simple as I made it sound. Uh, so that's just another little tip, I guess, that came out of this call. And um, you know, ultimately, I asked him, what, was the, what are you trying to do? Okay, you're trying to make an extra source of passive income. You're trying to diversify income streams. Love it. And you're, I was like, dude, you're already really qualified to succeed. Your, your art is incredible. And another thing that I mentioned, I don't want this video to go on too long, but I mentioned like, you know, whereas I'll look for, you know, when I do niche research, niche validation, I'm looking to like carve out a piece of internet real estate for me. And I'm willing to cater to that niche without even knowing what the niche is prior to me finding it. Whereas like he's doing the artwork first and then trying to enter a niche regardless of, you know what I mean? Cause the art already exists. So I mentioned given that his art is actually really good and very unique. It's basically the opposite of mine, right? I'm going in 
going to places like All Sunsets or Vexels and using graphics that people have already used, you know what I mean? And I'm just kind of making it my own by adding text. But nothing about what I do is really that special, right? I'm just playing the game the way I can, I know best to play it. But for him, the, the artist, I said, hey man, you might be able to get away with like selling your work on products that people maybe don't buy as often, but can command a higher price point, like the framed posters or wall prints, you know what I mean? And there's various different um, production partners you can go to with some really interesting stuff. I mean, he already knew that. He was on Fine Art America, he's on Redbubble, he was on um, Society6, so he knows what he's talking about. He, know, he knows what he's doing. And I said, you know, with your good original art, you can also potentially command a higher price point, which then allows you to, can anybody complete my sentence? To get vi more visibility? Advertise. And, you know, I don't want to throw too much at somebody early on in their print-on-demand journey, but I just said, you know, make a note of it or store it in the back of your head. Because when it comes time, like, or, or for instance, if you have a design that's selling really well organically, that's validation. That should be advertised as soon as possible because you already know people love it. So go and create you know, some higher end, higher ticket, print on demand products, price them up and run ads. Because often sales, getting sales is a function of visibility. And if you're not on page one, <laughs> you don't get any, any eyes on your products, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get zero sales. You guys already know that. So. Um, if you guys, hey, this is all I really wanted to talk about. If you guys learned anything from this video, do me a quick favor, hit that like button. And if you have any questions or comments or ideas for future videos, I'd love to hear from you. Just drop me a comment uh, below. And that's it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you tomorrow.